What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. Back to the channel. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> this is the Redhead Official Podcast. My name is Lee Smith, host of the Redhead Official Podcast. Pardon me. So happy that you're back. If you are a first-time listener, hey, thank you so much. Hopefully, I won't suck too bad and you'll come back. If you have been listening, if you this is not your first rodeo with me thank you once again so much for coming back and uh i hope that you come come back again and again and again and again okay over 40 men guys you know the drill if you've been here before do you want to get in the best shape of your life do you want to lose up to 20 pounds within the next 30 days Possibly, okay. I, I I should say up to twenty pounds within up to the next thirty days. Well, um, all you, all you need to do is get up on the Funk Roberts uh, Over Forty Alpha program. Now, here's what's up: you can get a one dollar thirty day trial. Okay, one dollar for thirty days. Now, why should you even consider doing this? Well. Funk Roberts is one of the preeminent uh, fitness trainers on the planet. He is a former professional volleyball player. He's a mixed martial arts trainer and mixed martial arts fighter. Uh, and he has a number one best-selling Amazon book right now. Um, and uh, you know what? I forgot what the, what the name of that is. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but trust me, it's out there. Okay. And um, what you're going to get, you are going to get killer workouts that will not kill you. Okay. Um, because there is a heavy emphasis on rest and recovery. These are metabolic workouts, which, by the way, are the only workouts that you should be doing if you're an um, over 40 man like I am and like maybe you are. Okay. You are going to. Learn how to eat, what to eat, and when to eat it, and how much, right? So uh, comprehensive nutrition um, information. You're going to get live coaching calls. So he is going to walk you through issues that you may have, questions that you may have, answer things that you may want to know, and you're going to get a comprehensive meal plan to uh, help you not have to guess uh, what to eat when you're like, uh, I'm tired of eating this or whatever. Okay. So you get all that plus some really cool bonuses. Now, if you want to access that, all, all you have to do is go to the over 40 men's guide to fitness.com. That's the over 40 men's guide to fitness.com. 40 is the number 40. And there just for going there, you can opt in and get my ebook, uh, fitness psychology is five proven methods to help you overcome self-doubt that you can even get this done and then once you do that uh you'll have access you can there's another link there you, i mean you just go there and um you'll be able <clears throat> to access funk's program all right enough housekeeping that's there for you if you want it hey so this uh well let me just preface this by saying you know when i started this podcast i really had no intention of dealing with social issues with dealing with 
topical issues of the day, you know, kind of like news stuff. I really didn't. But these issues are so prevalent in everybody's mind here in America that it just seems like I have to weigh in because the narrative, because the way these things are being reported and the demonstration of uh, of a hypersensitivity of a reluctance to deal in fact, logic, uh, common sense, and personal accountability is just rampant. And those are all issues or all topics that um, I take seriously. You know, uh, I'm not sure that I always took them this this seriously or maybe um, just being in the grind of working and I'm just all this type of stuff. I just never really took the time to really notice that the impact of what a more feminized society has on all of us. Now, I want to talk about Charles Charles Barkley. He's getting crushed right now on social media, uh, largely. He's being... Um, called all kinds of names they're saying he's a sellout and all these types of things and hey listen all the guy did was point out the obvious and what he and he actually didn't even go hard okay he could have pointed out all of the litany of things that went down in that case that even led up to her being named on the warrant in the first place okay uh talking about uh Brianna okay so he so he actually went soft okay you know like he tried to be tactful and respectful but that's not good enough for the mob and that's what we have have now it's a mob and I see friends of mine or friendly acquaintances of mine that have bought into this and here's the danger right it's this victimology it's this we're not uh, we're not as good as as other people so people are disrespecting us and we're you know victims so we need to stick together no no matter what the facts say okay and i reject that i reject it personally i resent it i resent it vehemently and i'm saying it like this because i don't want there to be any ambiguity and if anybody uh at some point wants to press me or ask me why I feel this this way I'm going to say the same thing then barring uh, new information okay but for right now this is this is absolute lunacy so so here's the thing too right is that 
it has a bunch of different applications. Okay, and by that I mean, you know, uh, I was told that Milo Yiannopoulos is some evil dude who's an alt-right guy who's anti-Muslim and anti-immigrant and anti-this and anti-that and he had something with Leslie Jones. I'm not sure what that that was about. It actually seems kind of odd too. Like, I don't know that they know each other or anything like that, but whatever it is, okay? But when... I know for a fact that the facts in this case are not being reported. They're being avoided intentionally. When I know for a fact that Jason Whitlock had a hatchet piece written on him, that the guy who conducted the interview, uh, whose name escapes me right, right now, or I would definitely mention it. Uh, that that guy only uh, used Jason's words for like maybe two or three sentences, okay? The rest of the interview, he completely fabricated. I mean, completely. And this guy is in the Washington Post, okay? So, so So what it does to me and what I think it should do for all of us that are still willing and committed to deal in the facts is it makes me go, well, what the hell, man? Okay? If you lied about that and you lied about that, how do I know that you're not lying about Milo? Okay? Uh, Or Milo. Milo. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Milo, I think it is. Um... Uh, there's another guy, um, Steve Bannon. That's another guy. Okay. They told me this guy is an all, all right guy, um, borderline, uh, white nationalist, whatever it is. And, and, and all this type of stuff. And he gets arrested recently for, for fraud. Okay. But he's saying that it's BS. Now, the likelihood that it is BS is probably not that high. But at the same time, if you lied about this, if you lied about this, if you lied about this, okay, how do I know that this investigation on him is not some politically motivated hatchet job? Okay. I mean, it probably isn't, but at the same time, the seeds of doubt have been sown, okay? And um, I don't, uh, like, like knowing what I know now, okay, I just cannot take the uh, media version of events anymore. Okay, and it's a shame, too, because once upon a time, I thought CNN was, you know, was 100 percent valid. Okay, I thought that Fox, Fox News was some 
propaganda wing of the Republican Party and all this type of stuff and a lot of fake news and that type of thing. Okay. We know that Fox News definitely has a right wing bent. That's absolutely a fact. Okay. But CNN and MSNBC and The Atlantic and Washington Post and Huffington Post and some of these other places, you know, they they do the same thing and actually worse because I think that with Fox, Fox actually gives the facts, the, the Fox is... I think anyway, factual, but they bend the facts to fit whatever narrative that they want. But some of these other people don't even report the facts. They just go just complete fabrication. Okay. Um, I had mentioned this, uh, I think in another episode, the whole uh, Charlottesville incident. Okay. The way everybody reported what was said after the fact, uh, with the um, there were good, good people on you know either side or whatever it was that was excerpted in a misleading way. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want that. You know what I want? I want the facts, and I've uh, and I believe that that's what anybody who is still, and maybe we're just in the minority now. Maybe we're, you know, dinosaurs. Maybe facts are so 20th century. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, maybe. But if I have to be a, you know, dinosaur, that's all right. Okay. Because I'm quite confident that there are other dinosaurs out there with me that just want the facts. Wherever the facts lead us, so be it. But damn it, man. This um, this constant bleating, this constant whining, constant we're victims, constant, oh, she was just in the house and minding her own bitch. Look, man, the chick was in the drug game. Seriously. I mean, that's what the deal was, Okay. There were four other um, raids that were conducted that night without incident. And you know why those were conducted without incident? Because there were no shots fired at the cops. So here's how crazy it is. We're at a point now where people feel so victimized, uh, falsely, that a cop can get shot in the leg in a raid and people are talking about the person who was the reason for the raid in the first place. Meanwhile, two LA County sheriffs get shot. The guy tried to kill them in cold blood and LeBron James has no, no comment, man. Look, I I can, who can ride with that? Who? Right. I mean, people really, and like like I'm saying, you know, I have friends that are in that same mindset now, but hey man, people need to check themselves, check themselves, like think about what they're doing. You know, uh, I did a 
did an episode, I think it was about five or six, maybe back. I think it was, um, this is episode 30. I, you know, I should have said that too. This is January, uh, January. This is September 25th. And this is episode, uh, season one, episode 31. Um, but I did an episode probably back around maybe episode 23 or 24. Not exactly sure, but I talked about, and I didn't get explicit with it, but I talked about how every so often you need to check what your conventionally held wisdom is as a person. I think it makes you a better person. I think, I think it makes you a more well, well-rounded person. Every now and again, if you only watch Fox, you need to watch uh, CNN. Although, you know, at this point, maybe you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> okay, But the idea is, is to get your news from different places and to and also to try to get out of your uh comfort zone you know in some other ways too so like if you never have had a real conversation with a japanese person let's just say try to engage with one you know just see if you can you know see if you can learn something you know, uh, if you've never tried to learn another language, you know what? Try to do that. Like, take the steps. Make the effort, right? Even if you only learn a few phrases, just try to expand yourself. Don't get caught in this place where you don't grow, okay? And um, these uh, people that are, I mean, you realize right now, People are protesting a scenario under which a cop got shot, the cops fired back, had every right to to do so, okay, um, and um, the there is no sense of even asking for the slightest bit of personal responsibility in several ways, you know. That case that she had with the um, with the car that she rented for for her ex boyfriend that was used in a homicide that was back in 2016. Okay, so I mean that's four years ago. Obviously, she didn't. Brianna Taylor didn't learn her her lesson from you know then. Okay, but is anybody mentioning that in the angry mob? No, 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 no. All they think about is the fact that the cop shot into the house and they're not even trying to to wait to acknowledge that this was justified. And by the way, let me make this personal. Right. When I was I think I was 17 years old because see, this is the thing, right? While I was not a guy that was ever into crime, I was never on the block selling, selling, you know, coke and, and crack or whatever. I was never doing doing that. All right. I wasn't one of these guys that was like knocking people out or, you know, doing robberies or stuff like that. Okay. Never that. I was you know, not that guy. Okay. But I knew a lot of cats from basketball from the neighborhood from just being the type of dude that for the most part sort of got along with almost 
everybody. I say almost. There were some exceptions. And so I knew a lot of dudes, man. A lot of dudes that were hustling. And, you know, we're talking back in the 80s, okay? And a good friend of mine at the time, okay, uh, who was right around my age also, okay, this guy uh, went down to um, Washington Heights, <laughs> like a lot of dudes did, got himself a package, okay, and set himself up, and next next thing you know, he, you know, he's, you know, expanding a little bit. Dude comes to me one day, right? Now, I'm probably 16, maybe 17 years old. He's he, he's a year older than I am, okay? So, you figure he's like maybe 18, okay? Comes to me and, and he goes, hey, man, he goes, hey, man, listen, we got this whole thing uh, I'm set up now, you know, we got a spot, but, um, you know, I need somebody in there, man, you know, and I know you're not the type of dude to just be in there, you know, wilding or, you know, getting high or, you know, just trying to, you know, rob me or something like that. He says, so, you know, I'm just asking if you think you want to be in. Okay, now, now, remember this, right? I'm 17 years old, okay? At 17 years old, I had the sense to go, yo, fam, you know we good, right? But yeah, I can't get down like that, huh? <laughs> nah, man. Thanks, though. That's the conversation, right? And if I had said yes, and I was in the spot, and it got you know, raided, and somebody in there bugged the hell out and shot at the uh, cops, and I got shot. Look, man. It is what it is. That's just what it is, man. I made the choice. I decided to be in there. Okay? Just like if, if let's say that, you know, it happened elsewhere. Okay? I'm in the crib. You know, a couple of friends in there. The raid goes down. I don't shoot, but, you know, I got, you know, I got some... Guys in there that are some, you know, you're never going to take me alive type of, you know, dudes. Next thing you know, it's hot. I get shot. I made that decision to be there. And this is the conversation that nobody's having uh, on that side of this issue. Okay. And if you bring it up, okay, they're going to try to crush you. Okay, but right now I don't have any sort. I mean, I have a very meager audience, which, by the way, I am grateful for. Thank you, everybody that is listening. Okay, but if I was Joe Rogan or you know somebody like that, I would be getting hate emails and stuff. I mean, like by the thousands, because we're in an era where people only want truths. If it's if it supports what their um, view is and they're too lazy and too you know, stubborn to do any research whatsoever. And even when they do research it, they find something that controverts, uh, uh, contradicts what they think. They'll just reject it generally. 
So we're in a dangerous place because as I say, as it stands now, if people don't want to accept this, this truth, okay, then who is to say that some uh, outside force couldn't orchestrate some other situation that is even more dire ramifications if people don't want to accept what the facts actually are okay we're i mean we are in that space right now and here's the other thing too the people who can least afford to have their neighborhoods burned up are the ones wilding out um you know now they're not the only ones okay but who's but who is actually going to receive the most damage you know i mean hey dc detroit newark watts atlanta all these places back in uh, um 68 when they went boom some of these places took 50 years to come back and some of them haven't come back yet redlining you know you can't get a mortgage in a particular place nobody's opening up real businesses there so you just have a bunch of liquor stores and fast food restaurants uh chinese restaurants where people don't even want to associate with the neighborhood because they're so afraid and they don't speak the language or anything like that i mean you know uh hair supply stores discount stores and churches and that's what it is and this is the and so what's going to happen is it'll be abject poverty and crime and that crime is going to do what bring more police encounters in an already tense uh, uh, situation which is which, which is just going to likely lead to more deadly issues okay and it's just a vicious cycle and it's part of this it's it's like it's a mass psych psychosis you know and um yeah (laughs) it's insanity man it is you know um really is anyway uh guys that is my time um once again thank you so much for listening and i will see you on the inside very soon this is lee with the redhead (laughs) with the redhead official podcast uh keep your head up and stay safe cool